Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. We now join the theatre's associate director and your host, Hamish Peary. Hello and welcome to this month's edition of the Travcast. The Travcast is our opportunity to sit with the creator of work and learn about what makes them tick. And this month, I have an artist who is Artistic Director of Scottish Dance Theatre. And nominations include the Joe Prize, the Place, the Place Prize. She's choreographed for theatre and aerial work. Her work includes Hotel, Augustine, Parabolic, Low Fidelity, Disco, and she ran her own company, The Darkin Ensemble. The show that she has made, Innocence, is performing here at the Traverse Theatre tomorrow morning and two works that she has commissioned for the Scottish Dance Theatre, Yammer and Kingdom, are on here tonight. Fleur Darkin, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you. Great to be at the Trav. I'm really excited to have you. So, um, making work. And so movement. So movement's in our lives every day. Yes, we hope. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, we're moving at some point. Yeah, fingers crossed, exactly, otherwise we're dead. <laughs> um, and however, like, when a playwright makes a work, they're quite clearly... It's, it's easier for, for us, I think, for us, for the layman to understand the jump from seeing the world around them to then going to putting that work on stage. But that jump for a choreographer is not as... Simple, because it's not as simple representation, I think, as it is, so we don't understand it quite as much. In a way, a choreographer sort of feels like an impressionist painter, maybe. They sort of see the world differently. What do you see in the world that makes you want to make dance, and how does that transition take place? Well, I guess I think the body is other. And so, just like a, fil- uh, a filmmaker or a you know, theatre maker, I think in, in, we, all th- we all think the same way, which is through words. So... The body is other to that, and I guess that's what I find so exciting because, um, yeah, it's an unknown territory. It's it's where we all begin in a kind of pre-verbal state, and it's obviously... <sighs> sensation is the way we navigate the world, so I think it's quite a deep, mysterious place, actually, and it's really hard to do it well. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it's it's a jump for anyone, I think, um, moving from thought to something before thought, which is the body. But that's that's what the the depth of it is, I guess. I think that that's when you see really great dance, you know, it just it just it's it, it's it's connected to your heart. It's not it's not cerebral. It's not about what it's about. It's about what it is and what it feels like. So. Uh, you know, if I think about my history with the Trav, I mean, we put disco on here in 2011, I think it was, and it was full, and it was full of Scottish audience who really got it and really jumped around and felt it, and it's, it's something you feel more than interpret. So, you know, it's not for everybody, but those who are interested, it's, it's the real thing. I love that idea of it being before thought. It's like such a peaceful thing to have something that we can have that is before thought. I don't think we give ourselves enough time for that to happen. Do you um, get your ideas for work from sort of ideas and issues that go on in the world or visually or is it a mixture of the both? So where do your ideas come from? Well, I'm inspired by everything. I mean, obviously one needs the time to be open, to be inspired, but then it can come from anywhere. I mean, I, I, I... 
I take a lot of inspiration from other artists. I take a lot of inspiration from art history. Um, I'm interested in form and how to push it forward and how to do things that are sort of in react, not in response to the tradition rather than sort of in reaction to it. Um, and just from living. I mean, it's, you know, if one is has a tendency to be significant about living and what it means, then it's a permanent state of inspiration. Is that, I mean, to be honest, don't you find that I think the real problem is actually too much inspiration and too much kitchen sink in the work and you're trying to actually pare everything back till you get to something's essence and that's simplicity and that's the thing that's, that I'm looking for, but it's hard. Because that's where the truth is, isn't it? Once you can get rid of everything else. Yeah. And you've got some of the audience can actually connect with rather than all these things yeah. that go on in your head. Yeah, and I guess that's what's been exciting for me about Yammer that you'll see tonight, particularly Yammer, I think. He's very good. The choreographer, Damien Jallet, has mm. been very good at having an attention span on something and just going deeper and deeper into it. It's, it's unbelievable because I think a lot of work tends to jump around insecurely to try and uh, keep keep the audience pleased somehow and I think that he has gone deeper and deeper into an idea and I saw the work happening where he was just on one idea for four hours at a time and the dancers are wanting to break and he's just still on it and it's how you excavate things especially with dance which is really about time because it doesn't have a story as an organizing principle a lot of the time so then you're dealing with the duration of time that you're going through as an audience and these things take a while to kind of come to you come out to you as an audience so yeah, simplicity. How do you control? You talk about that your the experiences are is experiencing a duration of time. How do you control that? Because in playwriting, there's a structure. There's more of a there's more structure, I suppose, involved, and it's more that narrative form. Yeah. What 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 elements, technical elements, do you sort of hold on to when you're making a piece of dance? Yeah, I think it's knowing how how deep something can be. Um, and having to just trust trust that you're going to go somewhere uh, that will that will deliver something to an audience, um, but it, it's really mysterious. I mean, it, it doesn't have the same. Um, I don't know. I've read books on you know on uh, structures of playwriting, for example, it, it, as as desperately looking for a compass for this kind of thing, and the answer isn't there for me for dance. So I think it's about. Uh, trusting an idea and going in for the kill on the idea, even if it kills you. It's sculpture, you know? I think it has much more alignment with visual art and uh, music than it does with playwriting, even though we share the same space. I actually don't think we're that related. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but a dance that tells a story, and obviously that a lot of popular dance, ballet, a lot of ballets do that, that's kind of not what my tribe and me are after. We don't actually want story. I guess I, I feel if I want a story, I'm going to read a book or I'm going to go and see a play or I'm going to watch a film because language is story. You know, language is the way you can deliver story well. So, yeah. The need to, yeah. And I'm just because I'm obsessed with that new term that you just taught me about before thought. That idea is that, yeah, story is something after thought, isn't it? Or is that idea of just direct connection? Do you agree? Yeah. You talk about space and form just then, and both um, Innocence and uh, Disco, which is a very successful show of 2009, both, which is here, both asked the audience, well, invited the audience to come onto the stage with, with the dancers. And you, is that sort of breaking down that traditional concept of audience here, 
performer there. Is that what, what led you to do that? And what, what is that interests you in breaking down those barriers? Well, I think, you know, it's knowing what dance is good at because dance is quite a limited power. But when, it, when you're in the power that it's got, it's phenomenal. But there's only, you know, if I was going to, if I felt passionately about Scottish independence, I don't, know I'd make, I don't know if I'd make a dance about it, but I might write a play about it. And I guess that Cisco and Innocence are really about intimacy. And they're, but they're not about intimacy, they are intimate. So uh, the form has to suit the purpose. And I, I feel like they, they work because they understand what dance is for, which mm. is for you to feel it through your organs, not for you to think about this means Y, this means Z. Um, but for you to have an experience that's physical. Um, do you feel, do you feel as an artist that you have a, a duty in society, like something to serve society? Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel that I'm that, that especially because well, I guess all artists. I feel that we're counter the mainstream culture. I think that's our responsibility. Um, I've, I'm coming to feel that more and more, which is obviously strange if you think about my job because I. I'm in charge of a publicly funded machine that, you know, one of our purposes is to entertain. But yeah, absolutely, I think that we're, we're here to be an alternative to, to pop. We're here to be an alternative to uh, materialism. We're here to be an alternative to just the endless selling and commodification of life because dance is not something you can commodify. The same thing with plays, you know, it's, it's about a shared experience between the audience and the performer. And when do I get to feel like I'm part of society? When I'm at the supermarket? You know, that's my only experience of being in a big group, really. So, um, yeah, I think it's about bringing people together and about suggesting alternatives. I take it really seriously, you know, I think that as I'm getting older, I take it more and more seriously. Because it just used to be something I loved to do, I didn't know why, and it's, well, and now I think actually we are an alternative to the, the systems that are so all-pervading. Yeah, we need to, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> there's a lot to be said about that thought. I should be asking questions, not thinking about things. Um, so you've run your own company previously, and since 2012 you've been as director of Scottish Dance Theatre. Now, taking over a huge organisation uh, takes a lot longer than people think practically to get inside it and we've got past commissions and then you have time to decide what you want to do and then commission your own work um, well you've been there two years now so how does it feel do you feel like you're under the skin of it yeah I've been there 14 months so um, it, it's like an onion you know it's sort of un, un, you get a new layer every day uh, not quite I don't feel I'm quite there I think that the whole the whole machine was was made to do things in a certain way and I am trying to look at the uh, sort of con my version of a contemporary way of uh, touring and performing work and where you put it. I mean, you know, I'm the next generation, so I'm, I've always been project-funded. I'm a project-funded beast, so I understand project... I understand running a company as being one production, pause, one production, pause, and gathering all the right team for the production. But a permanent ensemble, which is what Scottish Dance Theatre is, uh, is a place where artists have fantastic conditions. So what I've found coming in as a project-funded artist is I've had a kind of rehab because I've got dancers who have so, such good rights and such good lives that they are mature and generous and, that, you know, they're not, they're, they are not in that kind of constant auditioning 
insecure lifestyle. So what I've got is I've got incre incredibly mature artists who've had to rehab me because I'm trying to crank out work fast. And actually, what by some miracle, all the right conditions have occurred in Dundee so that we have this permanent ensemble. There's only four in the UK. Rombert's the largest company that was started in the 1920s. Scottish Dances is the second largest company in the UK with a 26-year history. It's extraordinary. So... Um, as my, I, I came in with a vision and the vision is stronger than ever but I'm absolutely educated by the conditions we've got because again this is an alternative to you know pushing out fast work that you know only ever has a sort of young audience and matches the youth of the people who are making it this can give depth and I, I'm sure audiences feel it when they see the work on stage that there are dancers there and artists there who's who it's a way of life for and that comes that comes over in the strength of the work yeah but yeah no no i think it's it it's a becoming thing and i'm i'm now i'm thinking yeah i think maybe in a year i'm looking for the right executive producer who's going to be my my right hand man or woman so uh watch this space but it's very exciting because it's going on a new journey and do you uh talk about the different experiences of a uh, very lucky having since being in this building here to be involved in not only just creating work myself but also being involved in producing it and getting other people to make the work and getting an amazing sense of satisfaction and excitement about that about following work through that I wasn't as an artist involved in but was involved in as part of the company how have you found that have you done a lot of that before yeah, I think that's one of the breakthroughs I had because I never would have tried to take on such a job. But I, I did start to realise um, we're a brotherhood. Bas essentially, artists are a brotherhood. And so I, it's less so in theatre, but in dance, you typically you get a dance company, you give it your name and you, you tour it under it and you serve that name and you, self, you shamelessly promote that name. And I just started to feel like this is very young and immature I don't actually need everyone to know I'm the greatest artist in the world I want to make the work I want to make and I hope it will be great but I'm much more interested in having a platform where younger artists can come through as well we can grow a culture and I'm here to tell everyone it's a brotherhood you know we're not we're not all competing against each other that's just a funding system actually we're here to uh, nourish each other fuel each other inspire each other and so if I can commission artists hallelujah <laughs> and what, what was the process with with, uh, with um just let's have hallelujah. I think we should celebrate that for a moment. <laughs> that idea of brotherhood, I think it's something that we can all, all learn from, isn't it? Yeah. Something that we are, we are together. Um, it changes the way you, you deal with you know, criticism or you deal with bad reviews or great reviews. It, you know, it all becomes just a machine of producing work and commodities, which is great. But when you understand, no, no, we're all in this as a labour of love, as a vocation, as a spiritual calling or whatever it is, it's something strong and real then you're liberated from all this nonsense that goes around with it. Yeah, it's empowering and you can, yeah, you can take, do you find you can take you. bigger risks? Yes. Yeah, because my peer group is, 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 the, is the great artists. That's who, my, that's who I spend my time with. I don't spend my time with, you know, uh, Simon Cowell or the reviewers or, you know, people who want to classify you. I spend my time with who I consider my peer group, which is all the artists who I love, who inspired me to do it. How did the process uh, come around for commissioning the two shows on tonight, Yammer and Kingdom? Uh, well, I, 
I inherited a format and I wanted to try it out because obviously Scottish Dancer is a kind of what, what's, what was called a repertory company. So we tour works by artists in double bills or triple bills. So I've, I'd never done that before and I wanted to try it and I found these two artists and felt that they uh, were an interesting proposition didn't know where they were going to go and really threw all the company machinery behind their vision and their instincts and which I have to say was very challenging for the company because the company is very used to having format and is very successful at what it does so we have a giant set that takes half an hour to disassemble an interval with eight people and we've never really had that before but I just felt we can't have all this money and 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 uh machinery and not be able to give to really serve a vision so that's what you'll see when you see yammering kingdom that we've really really let these artists follow their instincts and we've said okay i know it's difficult for everybody in this company who's used to it a certain way but we're going to get behind it and we're going to it's a bumpy ride let's go but you know the work's paid off i mean it just it's, it's got ambition and it's got uh yeah i do while i'll let the audience decide <laughs> <laughs> to me it's paid off from the things I know you probably can't tell us a lot of it, but what's really exciting about the next two years for you? Uh, well, I'm getting to make some work, so I'm really excited about that. I'm getting to, like I say, the kind of rehab phase is, is, is fading, so I don't feel like I have to steal things from the office anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God, you mean you, mean you can have a dance company and it, and it be funded, and, like, this, this, is, this, can, be, this can be okay, this is going to keep going, is it? Uh, because, you know, you need depth and time to make good work. There's no shortcut. Everybody wonders why all this fantastic work comes out of Belgium. And it's like, you know, they take seven months to make a show. They're not cranking it out in five weeks. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, yes, the, the inspiration being able to be manifested in the work. Brilliant. I'm going to ask one slightly poppy question. Yeah. Like for artists, is what, um, do you have any hobbies outside of... Because uh, as artists, it's quite hard sometimes yeah. to know where that line is. Yeah, I have a young family. I have three children, so they're six, four, and one. And I've, you know, uh, it's pretty hardcore with the job. Um, so when I'm not at work, I'm with them, and I'm th thinking about them. And then when I'm not with them, thinking about them, I'm th at work thinking about work. And I found that to be. I don't know, J.G. Ballard, I don't know if you've read his autobiography, but he says the biggest gift he had was having a pram in the hallway because then he had, you know, he was a widower and he took the children to school and so having that heartbeat to the day is a very good displacement against all the sort of angst and stress of trying to create from nothing. So I certainly find, yeah, my family, I guess, is uh, where I... A bit of a reality check. Yeah, yeah. If you could say... If, in the horrible incident of many, many years, many, many, many hundreds of years from now, you were to pass away, and there was a uh, an envelope lying uh, in your pocket, and in that envelope was a uh, was a sentence or maybe three words to pass on to the choreographers or the artists of the future, what would that sentence be? But what's that got to do with my death? Because you've died, so you're oh, passing on the history. What, so I wrote it. You wrote it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So sorry, sorry. Got, no, got a bit epit it got a bit sort of epitaph, passing on message, clarity. Me or something. No, there's yeah, no yeah. I really enjoyed saying that, and I got carried away. So okay. everyone, I would, I guess, I would say, um, practice. There's no shortcut. 
Unfortunately, with dance, there's no shortcut. It's fucking hard. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. It's really difficult. I mean, anything's difficult, making anything from zero, and it's just going to take a certain amount of hours and breakthroughs and doing things wrong for you to really understand why you've chosen the medium you've chosen. And then, and then trying to make that medium sing and do something and release something emotional in people is then the next task, you know, which is a lifetime's work. So I think practice. There's no shortcut. Brilliant. Fleur, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Hamish. It's been fun. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the Traverse Theatre Edinburgh. For more information, please log on to www.traverse.co.uk.